Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Kevin. Hey, hey. And we have a bunch to talk about today, including some more Superman uh, casting. We have Miss Marvel's big comic book change. We've got a new Wolverine outfit, which I cannot wait for. Microsoft making some moves, surprisingly. And then of course the SAG strike, which will be at the end. First, I want to know, you're really busy right now. You're probably the busiest person on this podcast network. What have you been up to? Have you been playing anything and watching anything lately? I'm I'm still doing my Assassin's Creed thing. I'm doing, my God. I'm, yeah, I, it's been since when did I bring that up? That had to have been like January. It was about the time Mirage was announced. Yeah, yeah that's about right. So it was yeah, it was no, it was the Game Awards. So it's December. I think it was December. So I'm I'm nearly complete with it i'm on assassin's creed odyssey right now which Mm -hmm. is extremely long and then valhalla is going to be the longest of them all but yeah i think i can take my time with that one um yeah i i've got a lot to say about that but that's definitely a different topic for a different time but that's that feels like a massive level up i think is what we're gonna have to do for that we're gonna have to have you kyle just tackle that thing yeah i something something like that yeah uh, do you feel like you're going to go jump right into Mirage? Or are you going to take your time on that? I'm probably going to wait until I'm done with Valhalla, just okay. in case, because I know the main character of Mirage is a side character in Valhalla, and For it's real? his backstory. Mirage is his backstory, so... Well, I, shit. I, I guess you can play <laughs> no, it out of order. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, technically, Mirage is a standalone story, and it okay. takes place before Valhalla, and it's set in a different area, but... It's Basim is in Valhalla as a side character. He's the one that introduces Ivor Ivor to the assassins. Oh, then I have actually dealt with him a little bit. Oh, I just didn't recognize the character. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's where I like I I, I, I I played Valhalla a long time ago, but I never finished it. So I think that's the character. I'm pretty sure that's okay. I know he's in Valhalla. I'm pretty sure that's how he's in Valhalla. I guess I'm going to actually finish Valhalla and I've only played like two hours. So finish Valhalla. I mean, like start Valhalla. Basically. 150 to go. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, have you heard about that's the rumors the for the new Assassin's Creed called Assassin's Creed? Well, they're calling it Assassin's Creed Red right now. Yeah, well, I haven't heard many rumors for it. Just what they announced that it was going to be an open world RPG Japanese game. Japanese. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you heard about like that's going to be so amazing, dude. A Japanese uh, based one. There are are some leaks coming out about it, but nothing too crazy yet. Man, feudal Japan. uh, Such a cool time. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and get into this Uh, real quick, though. I do want to give you guys a heads up. I do have a bunch of dogs in my house right now as I'm babysitting a bunch of dogs, so you may hear dog sounds, which you should be hearing probably right now. Uh, I will try to edit around those. Just a heads up on that. Don't edit around them too much because they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> First up, we have uh, Cameron Monaghan, which is from Shameless. He's also from the Jedi Survivor series. He's joining Tron Ares, which is the third Tron movie. He's going He's going to be joining Evan Peters, which is good. And uh, what's the other one? Jared Leto. There it is. Jared Leto's the star of the movie. You're not too excited about this, right? I've never really seen a Tron movie. I know they've existed okay. since like I since before. I The first Tron came out in the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it throughout my childhood. Never sat down, watched the whole thing. Never played any of the games. Never cared about Tron, really. I would give Tron Legacy, which is number two, a chance because it's really a reboot and leads right into this story. I would give it a chance. It's one of Daniel's absolute favorite movies, and I really enjoy it myself. It's worth a shot. The boys spinoff Gen V, which is a high school drama, but set in the boys world, take is coming out September. 
Uh, and they also revealed that the boys should be early 2024. That being said, with the strikes, who knows? But as of right now, they're still planning 2024. It's probably mostly shot, so I think it still is coming out at that time. Anson Mount did an interview recently with Radio Times, and in there he mentioned that he has been talking informally with some Marvel bosses about bringing back back Black Bolt. I think right now Anson Mount is is pretty hot and he's amazing. You know, he's one of those characters that one of those actors that I think is on the rise, and uh, with with his uh, Star Trek role, so. This makes sense to me, and it's going to be a future phase. He says it won't be this phase, it would be a different phase. The next phase is two Avengers movies, and the last Avengers movie is one of those where you bring every hero back kind of thing. So, I could see that happening. Are you caught up on Strange New Worlds? Uh, yes, actually, I am. The one show that I am caught up on. Oh, yeah. man. I'm letting that build Incredible up like a binge, this season. you know? Oh, dude, uh, I'm going to watch it all over again as soon as it's over, like... This season, I didn't think it could top last season. And so far, there's been one episode that was like kind of like, eh, I could have missed out on it, but yeah. it was still better than like almost any other show that's out there right now. So I, when the worst episode is better than the best of anything else, uh, you know, you're talking about a good show. Picard season three was like so freaking spectacular that that blew me away. That was like, why couldn't we have gotten this for three seasons? But I was happy with what we got. I'm glad we didn't get that for three seasons, honestly. Really? I'm glad we didn't, because if we would have gotten Picard season three, three times, like it, the, the nostalgia fan service stuff kind of would have gotten old. Like I expected okay. a little yeah. bit of it in the first two seasons. But if they would have went as full bore with the fan service-ness as they did in season three before season three, I think it would have season three wouldn't have had the impact that it did. There's a big call for Star Trek Legacy. Do you think they should start that up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think Heck that would yeah. be good. Especially because... if it stars Seven of Nine right. and uh, and uh, Raffi. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. And you could still use Picard and all these other characters. They just pop in for a quick episode and then bounce out. They did that with like yeah. Next Gen, had some of the original cast hop in for here and there. Um, I'm down for that. That sounds really good. And then, of course, we need Deep Space Nine and Voyager to get their own projects. Please. Would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Ones that don't get canceled, preferably. Yes, Prodigy. Please bring back Prodigy while you're also paying your writers and actors. James Cameron uh, confirms that there's going to be multiple Alita Battle Angel sequels. We thought this was forgotten. I know me and Squeaks are big fans of this. We did a review out in like the boondocks for this movie. Have you seen Alita? No idea what it is. Yeah, so what it is, it's real trippy. It's an anime, right, or it's a manga, and they made a live-action movie for it, but they actually animated her... They, it's she's live action, but they changed her eyes to look like she's from the manga. It's so weird. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like Uncanny Valley. But once you get used to it, you're like, this is exactly what you'd expect if they, as it's a kid. Interesting, yeah. So uh, it's really cool. It's a world where they they use um, cybernetics to enhance themselves, and it just gets so crazy and out of control. And they stay, in my opinion, pretty truthful to the manga. It's totally worth checking out. Let's get into some bigger stories here. We have Superman Legacy expands the cast. All right, this is the cast right here, right? Nathan Fillion is going to be playing the Guy Gardner version of Green Lantern. Isabella Merced is going to be playing Hawkgirl. Anthony Kerrigan is going to be playing Metamorpho. And Eddie Gathega is going to be playing Mr. Terrific. Nathan Fillion, I think, is probably the name that we would all know the most. And I just, I'm happy that we got, you know, I want him to be Firefly still. But like, if we could get his personality, which is that Firefly guy here, I think I'm happy with that. I want more. Uh, I want another uh, Captain Hammer, I think was the villain's name from Dr. Horrible. Oh, my God. I want yeah. I want Nathan Fillion playing him again. Yeah. You know, if they did a sequel to Dr. Horrible with just 
uh, I think it's Felicia Day, Neil Patrick Harris, and uh, Nathan Fillion. Just those three, and <laughs> just oh man, just bring those three back. It that'd be awesome. I don't really know about Superman stuff, DC stuff, yeah. but give me give me more Doctor Horrible. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. James Gunn's just doing what all the fans want right now, so that might pop up somewhere. You never know. <laughs> Anthony Kerrigan, though, he's from Barry. He was a uh, uh, no uh, no ho Hank in Barry, and uh, so him getting any more acting roles amazing. And uh, we got Mr. Terrific, which is a character that we wanted in the DCEU for a long time. He's uh, it's good to have more black heroes, and he's a character. He's a hero that's been a, a an icon for a long time. So it's glad to see that he's you know getting his role. Anything else about DC before we move on to the next thing for Marvel? That new cartoon looks good. A Superman the cartoon. Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah. That actually looks like something that I would probably watch. And I'm not one for Adult Swim, but that's like a, a gateway to DC, I think. That's a good way to kind of dip your toes in the DC pool, as it were. Overall, the challenge accepted, our next one is going to be the 90s uh, Superman series, the cartoon series. Oh, the cartoons? I thought you were going to talk about Lois and Clark. <laughs> I, I, I wrote that actor off a long time ago. Uh, good okay <laughs> <laughs> no uh no but the the cartoon series and, and like just going back to try to because i was putting together a list for him to choose and i ended up making a type top five article out of it and i was just like my god these stories are so good i forgot how good they did to these 90s ones you know heck yeah over at uh marvel we have a new miss marvel comic i gotta kind of explain the situation for you guys so in the comics miss marvel was an inhuman and uh obviously in the mcu they revealed that she's a mutant and so what they did is they're course correcting the comic book to match the uh, MCU and they just killed a character off, which is really weird. It was randomly in a Spider-Man comic. They killed a character off. They did a funeral comic and now they're bringing her back. And this time she'll be a mutant and she'll be a member of the X-Men. Uh, it, it, to me, it kind of feels hamstrung. But again, like comic books do this all the time. It just feels weird MCU wise. I will say the cool thing is, is the actress that plays Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is actually writing the comic book. So Iman Vellani is actually going to be writing the comic book along with the uh, co-writer of the series as well, so, uh, Sabir Perizada. It's interesting to me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be as surprised as I am that they're actually taking some from, something from the MCU and rewriting a com the comic storyline based on it. Does that mean that the comic storyline, since it's going to be written by the actor and the writer of the MCU show... Does this comic take place in the MCU itself, or is it still part of the comic universe, which is mostly separate, but sometimes not? It will be taking place in the MCU just because the X Men aren't officially part of the MCU yet, and so there, okay, you know, yeah. But it will, it will. It seems odd to me that we're getting a canon like mainline character moving over to be closer to the MCU. Uh, I don't know if that's ever happened in the past. Like I know that they make a you know. A version of the comics that feel a little bit closer to MCU a lot of times, but this is straight up rewriting her history for it. And then uh, Emergency Awesome did a video about this explaining that at the time when she was created, she was always supposed to be a mutant, but they didn't have the rights to the mutant movies because of X-Men was owned by Fox. So like, well, we'll just make her an inhuman so that we could kind of still use her for other things if we want to use her in the future. Now they're rectifying it. So that kind of makes you feel a little bit better about it. It was like, okay, they're kind of yeah. actually making something that they want to do in the beginning. Yeah, that, I I'm all for it. Anything that's sh I, I think anything that gets more people to end up watching the Miss Marvel show or to get the, I, I love the character. I didn't know that I was going to like the character, but the character was so well written and acted in the TV show that I'm I, I may actually check out the comic just based on how much I like the show. Have you played her in the video game? I've not played. <laughs> did I play the Avengers video game? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did not play that game. 
no offense to anybody that liked it or who worked on it, but uh, I, not my cup of tea. Yeah, and the, the game's actually quite good storyline-wise, as she's the main character in it. So everybody kind of evolves around her, and that's where I first fell in love with the character. In its defense, I have heard that the writing in that game is really good. I just haven't played it because the mechanically, I don't think the game is my style. And Endgame was just trash. So that's gotcha. All right, so Ryan Reynolds and crew really actually all eventually did it. Revealed the new Wolverine suit and Deadpool suit. Uh, first off, Deadpool is far redder than he has been in the past. But most importantly is Wolverine looks pretty comic book accurate. Have you had a chance to check that out? I saw one screenshot of it uh, floating around my Twitter timeline and it looked pretty cool. It looked I couldn't tell if it was comic book accurate or not because I'm not too into the comics. Mm -hmm. I also didn't know if it was like cartoon accurate. Like I didn't know what direction. Like I think the comics in the cartoon from the 90s kind of were pretty close. So, yeah, that's my frame of reference is the 90s cartoon. It, it, It looked pretty cool. I don't. I'm still wondering, like, if is he going to actually be Wolverine Wolverine or is he going to be like, is Deadpool pulling him from our universe and like Hugh Jackman, you need to play as if you're Wolverine. And it's actually Hugh Jackman playing Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. Like, well, yeah, I, I know. Right. One of the weird things is one of the shots we have is they're fighting next to a crashed Fox 20th century logo. <laughs> god damn it okay this might be the most that's meta funny. fucking thing ever <laughs> so. that's funny okay either way I, I liked the first two Deadpool movies a lot and even without Hugh Jackman I'd watch the third so with him mm-hmm. in it I'm, I'm sold what I mean I, I don't know if Disney would let them do this but I would appreciate it is if Mickey Mouse walks into the bar and is like hey, I need you to take out Fox <laughs> and he just goes through and takes them off <laughs> Oh my gosh. It'd be like a Roger Rabbit kind of interaction. That would be hilarious, and I could actually see it happening. Only with Ryan. Well, I mean, though. It, he's the one that can handle it, that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, it would have to. I could see it happening before Disney was involved. Yeah. But. That's fair. Yeah, they, they do make things a little more complicated over there. Oh, a little man. Bit. Yeah, I'm just excited to see the yellow suit. It reminds me of when they did the Patrick Stewart, uh, like a comic book and TV show accurate uh, wheelchair for him. So. Kind of hoping it's something related to that. Maybe we'll also get some Patrick Stewart in there. The more we can get him on screen while we can, let's do it. Uh, we also have a new trailer for Ahsoka that kind of further explores the the rebels of it. Which really, I mean, I, I don't know why they didn't just call this Rebels live action. Because it's really just feeling like that at this point. Obviously, we see that Sabine is now force sensitive. Do you think they did enough showing that in the Rebels animated series? To my recollection, no, not at all. I kind of wish that it wasn't even in the trailer because I I think it would have been a cool reveal in the Ahsoka TV show, but it might have come out of left field to the point where people there would have been some backlash to it. Yeah. Not for me. I would have liked it more, but I I think that's cool that she is force sensitive because there's a little bit more of that connection to Ezra that we right. know that she did have. And that looks like what her motivations in this, I was going to say this season of Rebels, but yeah, okay, I'm going to say that in this season of Rebels, the live action season of Rebels, it seems like that that is Sabine's motivation is to find Ezra to help Ahsoka find Ezra because that was her connection to the Jedi before Ahsoka and everything. Yeah, I, I do think that in Rebels, there were times where she would ask him questions. There were things that she would do that kind of seemed kind of like longing moments. Uh, there was definitely the whole point where she like literally picked up the saber. She picked up... Um, the dark saber and had that for a little bit there. I don't know. I know that's nothing to do with Jedi's, but I kind of feel like there's something there. Um, 
And, and I do think you're right. Yeah, if they kind of just came out and revealed it, we would have heard all kinds of shit, right? People would have been like, oh, this is too much. But now we have the ability to discuss it and kind of come to terms with it before it happens. So yeah. I think that works better in the long run. The other thing I liked about it, I didn't notice it until watching this trailer. But when the Ahsoka logo pops up behind her name is that like blue character, the blue circles yeah. and lines and stuff from the world between worlds from I, I'm pretty sure that that's yeah. what that's designating. It's the world between. I worlds. think so, so too. Yeah. Very cool. I, I wanted that to kind of make an appearance, but I want them to be very, very careful with how they reintroduce any sort of time travel into Star Wars. Very careful with it. It is the most far-reaching thing they've done in Star Wars, and I think in a while, because, like, not to spoil Rebels for anybody, but literally Ahsoka's alive because of it. And uh, it took the uh, just outstanding finale to season two and kind of retconned it in season three or maybe the beginning of four. And uh, it's a lot, and they could really screw this up. And it, it, visually, it's going to be hard to understand on screen a little bit. Like, it was dope when yeah. the... The Emperor's like literally like reaching his forceness through it. Like it was just like, that's how powerful he is. Um, yeah. But even he couldn't like step through it. So there was something there like he's this powerful, but he still can't touch it because it's good side. Uh, I, I hope they don't mess that up. You're right. That's, that's going to be rough. But on the other hand, it's Dave Filoni, which I have full, right. full faith in his ability to do this. But I exploring the like the essence in the origins of the force is what I think the world between worlds and like the 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 what is it the father the son and the mother or yeah. something like that or the three the three force characters I suppose and how the owl represents one of them and the owl's always following Ahsoka I, around oh. sorry if I sound like I'm only half informed I'm kind no, of but. coming up remember, remembering the stuff as I'm talking about it so but I, I want them to delve a little bit more into it even the book didn't dive into any of that whatsoever yeah and I have been kind of just wanting that so I hope that they. They touch on it. Give me some pieces of that. You kind of sound like Filoni and, and Favreau when they're doing interviews and they just kind of go off on tangents to talking about like, well, then this would have been this way, you know? So there's like half, half information and like, we got to check that out and make sure that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be outstanding. And I think if they could stick to the rebels vibe, which by the way, that was one of the best decisions I've made of 2023 was sit down and watch all of rebels. So it's so nice. incredible. Uh, and I think you guys should too, but you have plenty of time. Um, and Bad Batch too, actually, while you're at it too, that, that, that was pretty interesting as well. Uh, season two, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this is going to be really good. They just got to stick to it. We also had Wonka and the Napoleon trailer. Did you have a chance to check those out? I did watch both of those. The Wonka trailer, uh, looks interesting. Honestly, really it's not, liked... not for me. Okay. Okay. It's it, no, uh, yeah, no, I liked it in general, but it's not for me. I'm probably not going to watch it. If I had a kid, I, I'll have a kid in like three months from now, yeah. but I don't have a kid right now. If I had a kid that was of age to watch that movie, I would definitely be watching it. That'd be a movie that I'd take her to. But yeah, it gave me um, some creepy vibes like that. That thing looked like the way that he was moving. was like there's definitely like a lot of removing wires and stuff that just kind of felt unnatural movement. And uh, it was very Burton. Tim, it was very Tim Burton is what I yeah. the vibes that I got. It's like they, they like said, hey, Tim Burton, we're not going to check. Just keep on doing what you want to do. And it's like, ah, somebody probably should have checked on him. You know, yeah. <laughs> on the other side, though, Napoleon looks in incredible to me like i mean this looks like uh ridley scott's just like i'm gonna do some gladiator stuff again but i'm gonna use napoleon this time and it just feels like it's that scale it's got you know it's got walking phoenix again and uh it's gonna be about josephine a lot too which i didn't know about that i actually talked to one of the actors that are gonna be in this movie did an interview with him a while back and just like the the battle scenes like they were actually creating these battle scenes it's just so awesome so i'm i'm, I'm very very hyped for this 
I didn't care for the trailer for it. Like, really? I, I don't know if I, I want to watch the movie, like the, everything that showed what the movie is was interesting to me. I think and this might just be me and it might be a problem that I have with modern one of the problems I have with modern Hollywood. But um, the, the way that trailers are presented, they're very. Wow, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that gives it away. That, I think that says everything like they're they're trying to make everything sound and look. I don't use this word lightly. They're trying to make everything look epic. I was waiting sound for it. Epic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not a it, it it fits here. Like they're trying to make every little thing, and not everything deserves that sort of impact. Mm-hmm. But when you force that impact on your, I, I don't know, uh, the Outer Worlds two reveal trailer from E three, I think it was last year or yeah. sometime. I don't know. I don't remember when it was, but that, that even made fun of that sound effect because it's used in every single trailer for everything. And I noticed it in this one. I'm like, this is a historically somewhat historically accurate. It's not a documentary. It's a movie. It's a it's a full on movie. But ah, man, it's, it seems like there's too much pomp and circumstance for it. All right, moving to some video game stuff here because I just can't wait to play this game already. They announced a Black Panther game. EA's making it and they're using the team that made Shadow Mordor, Shadow of War. Now, you know me enough that I love those games and keep trying to get people to buy them. They can't use the nemesis system, which made those games so big. Do you think they could use some sort of like a clone or mimic the nemesis system? Other games have tried it. Um, I'll, I'll bring up Assassin's Creed Odyssey again. They had the mercenary system. That was very, very, very dumbed down version of the nemesis system, like super like it almost didn't exist in its in anywhere near its original form, but they still tried it. And I don't think. If you can't use what that system's for, mm-hmm. like use all the, the parts of the system, then don't use any of it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me unless you really, really make it work within the, the rest of the of the systems in your game, which was not the case in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, in my opinion. It really made up the story, a lot of the story for Shadow of Water or Shadow of More when, you know, suddenly I have a vendetta against a guy that only I know about and is only in my game and we have this complex relationship where also i'm like okay i kind of want to recruit you now because you survived me so many times you know that kind of thing happened i'm wondering though with ai and this new emergence of ai if they are going to make an elevated version of the nemesis system somehow that might actually have cutscenes or might actually interact with your main story something that the nemesis system couldn't handle yeah that that's a fair point that could that could definitely happen um kind of hope that AI doesn't get to be I don't know I I we're getting back to the AI talk I again I know this could be like a whole show yeah but it's it's a slippery slope I do agree that it's it they could use that to AI has been used in video games forever to right. determine how NPCs move how enemies move with the advancements of AI it does seem like it would fit right in it it does absolutely oh talk about it god the fucking pushing buttons is gone talk about a great topic for another time man uh development of npcs throughout history because i remember very Uh well when i think it was uh, episode three's game came out and like you could force push troopers off but then they would like grasp to try to stay on and that was such an advancement that they would actually like try to stay on and i was like oh my god that's so cool now we take it for for granted that they try or they talk or whatever you know i think that's great also just another side side note 
that you can say episode three and everybody knows most people know that you're talking about Star That's Wars. That's true. <laughs> don't have to say anything. I say episode three. It's like, oh, he's talking about Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good catch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Black Panther of it, though, of course, he has actually another game coming out, too, but it's going to be Black Panther during World War II. That alone sounds amazing. And EA kind of has been earning a little bit of my trust back, and I'm just saying a little, little bit, with how they did Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order. If they could give us that single-player feel and really somehow kind of give us something of the Nemesis system, this is going to be a big hit for them, and I think they're going to see some sequels out of it. I agree. Hopefully, hopefully it does something that Guardians of the Galaxy did, which that game was able to like really capture the essence of what Guardians of the Galaxy is. Whereas the Avengers game, I don't think really captured the essence of any character except for Miss Marvel, possibly. But yeah, as long as it captures the essence, which they said is going to be an authentic uh, Black Panther game. They use the word authentic in the in what they said. So as long as they, they stick to that as much as they can, I think it'll be an okay game. That's a really good point on the Avengers game because you don't feel like you're in the Avengers when you're playing it. You feel like, well, because I think the event, yeah, that's what it is actually. In the beginning of the game, Avengers are worshipped like they are normally, but there was a huge accident at an Avengers convention, and so they're kind of shunned for a few years, and so it's kind of like getting the band back together a little bit. So that plays into the story. Gotcha. All right, we have Xbox. This is some crazy stuff. So when the FTC jumped in to stop this merger with Activision Blizzard, I thought that's the final straw. We're not going forward after this. They've been they've been fighting it in court, and the judge sided with Microsoft on this, saying that it does not infringe enough in uh, competitiveness. Uh, I want to add real quick to this as well that just came out today. Microsoft just signed a deal with PlayStation to keep the Call of, or Call of Duty on the PlayStation, which I think is basically PlayStation saying, like, we get it, we lost this fight. As long as we can keep the Call of Duty game over here, which is good for both companies, let's be honest, we're happy. Uh, did you think Microsoft was going to be able to pull this through? I actually did. Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if it was going to go through in other countries. I kind of had an inkling that we would allow it here in the United States. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly did. But Microsoft is they're moneyed enough that I think they, they know how to make the wheels yeah. move in their favor if they really want to. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, right? It's the F, like if it was fully PlayStation versus them, then yeah, Microsoft's got this because it's it's home field advantage. This one though, with it being the FTC, I thought for sure that they would be able to stop this. We don't see the FTC step in enough with big monopolies. So when they finally did, like as much as I'm ready for Microsoft to take over Activision Blizzard because we gotta get, you know, some of the Activision bosses out of there. This, I was like, look, hey, I'm happy to see some monopolies actually be stopped. So, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, it'll be great. Well, now we're seeing that, no, we're going to take the tooth, the tooth right out of this monster and we're just going to keep going. I've had this whole community darkest timeline theory for a while yeah. now, and that's kind of why I assumed that this was going <laughs> to happen. So I, I, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not oh, shocked. Good. You mean in the other timeline, Elon doesn't own Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> in the other timeline, who's Elon? <laughs> oh, man, I like that timeline. Start rolling some dice. Oh, shoot. Oh, God. Yeah, so I didn't think this was going to happen. Now, let's go over to the only thing stopping them now is the UK. And I know for some of you in my media reaction was the same thing. And I don't mean this in a harsh way because we do have a lot of UK listeners. Why would the UK stop us from having a merger in two United States companies? It's so the sales there are enough to be of concern and there's all a bunch of like treaty stuff you have to get approved by every country. And really, it's just the UK stopping them. And they have this thing called the CMA. It's their version of the FTC, essentially, that is uh, stopping them. Now, 
The tricky part with the CMA is their problem mostly was with cloud gaming, saying that once you guys have Activision Blizzard, which will be, guys, believe it or not, the biggest tech acquisition ever, tech, not gaming. It, once you guys have that, plus your cloud gaming, you're going to have a monopoly that, that really is, you know, un, untold. And so Xbox is saying, we'll give up on cloud gaming then. We won't bring cloud gaming to the UK at all. We'll sell that part of it, of the UK part of it, to somebody else. Do you think that's going to work? I think it, I mean, it sounds messy. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm, I'm not intelligent enough. I, it sounds like a good enough. If that's legitimately their complaint about it, then it sounds like a good compromise to me. Well, you know who's really good at that compromise is Activision Blizzard. So Blizzard has World of Warcraft and it is in multiple countries. One of the countries that it's in, and it actually this year they just had a hiccup, so it's, it's not in it right now, but it will be back, is uh, China. China has a mountain of regulations. It's, it's one of the most ridiculous in that way uh, that they have to go through. They can't show bones, all kinds of things like that. Like one of the races is called undead, not in China. And uh, so Blizzard uses another company to kind of distribute and handle all of Blizzard stuff in China. And it works really well for them. There is some negotiation problems sometimes, like the when the lease needs to renew, and that's what happened this year is the lease didn't renew, right? right? So we have a bump now. I think Xbox can lean on Activision Blizzard to handle this case for them, and I think it's going to work out there. And cloud gaming is so far off, in my opinion. It's not taking off as fast as I thought it would. I think we're okay. Yep. Not until there's high-speed internet everywhere will cloud gaming become as big as it there's just not the infrastructure for it to be as big as it needs to be right for it to be the, the thing. There is some hope in that too, by the way, uh, I know that it seems so insurmountable. There's some parts of this country that don't have high speed internet and they don't even have like decent internet. Uh, we're making some big strides in that investment wise. And so I would say like in the next five, seven, eight years, we're actually going to have the internet we should have throughout this country. And so at that point, cloud gaming is a real option. And I know, you know, Google's ready for that. You know, these big companies that have the big yeah. servers are so ready for that. As long as I, I guess from a money perspective, as long as the United States and possibly Canada, but Japan, as long as the United States and Japan have enough money, because I think th those are probably the two biggest countries as far as money generation for the, the gaming industry as yeah. a whole. As long as those two countries, possibly the UK, have the infrastructure for cloud gaming, then cloud gaming can become a thing for anybody like the CMA to worry about. The other country that the, the tech companies, including gaming, is, is concerned about in like making sure that they invest properly in there is India. Uh, India is the next jewel that everybody's trying to make sure to have a, a stake in. We have many listeners from India, so we're proud to have you guys as listeners. Um, there's a lot of people in India, and there's a lot of money to be made yeah. when there's a lot of people, for sure. So that's one of the places Especially that we're we'll investing in. And Elon, surprisingly, actually is investing in internet in India, so there's goods and bads to everybody, I guess. <laughs> India is a place that has a lot of people that are very invested in nerd culture like mm -hmm. like we are here. Yeah. And I think it's a that's a great move. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then let's talk about the SAG after situation. So WGA has been on strike now for 11 weeks. SAG, which is representing the actors, they are now on strike. Uh, the impact on the strike now for WGA is massive. WGA is like 16,000 members. It's around there. And then like SAG's 160,000. It's that kind of difference. 
So now the studios are really going to feel this. And worse yet is like, let's, you know, not to be mean, but a writer doesn't have a noble face. But if you happen to see Brad Pitt on a, on a picket line, you're like, oh, I know Brad Pitt. And that's not good for them. Uh, we've already seen like with the Oppenheimer premiere, the actors just walked out on it. They walked out in the middle of the premiere in solidarity with their fellow strikers. This is going to be big guys. And it might take months. Uh, what do you know about the, the SAG strike? I know that fans are a little more upset than I think they should be that we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to tiptoe around some of it because I don't know where my own feelings on it yeah, lie. I don't know enough about it. I, I'm just the guy that reads things on the internet and then has a million two different opinions on it. <laughs> but you're a podcast. I, I remember the. <laughs> I remember the writer's strike, just the writer's strike from 07, 08 yeah. in that era, in that era um, that that killed a lot of TV shows. It abruptly ended a lot of seasons of TV shows and Hollywood and uh, TV in general took a long time to come back from that with SAG or SAG-AFTRA on strike as well. That's going to take a lot more time. And I think I hope studios are aware of the impact that it's going to have on them financially. You know, yeah. that's the purpose of this is. So that people can make what they deserve to make. And I, I really do hope that it leads to a good outcome for everybody. And I think SAG, I, I'm very grateful that they're, that the solidarity is there between SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. Or is it the, the entirety of, of the Screen Actors Guild? Or is it, is it just SAG-AFTRA? I don't know the difference between I think SAG-AFTRA SAG is the entirety. And like Screen Actors Guild, I think, is just one side of it. It doesn't include uh, radio, I want to say. SAG-AFTRA is like every everybody. Oh, okay. From my understanding, gotcha. and I could be wrong on that. I've been looking at everything else, but not actually the definition of the word. <laughs> Thanks. Gotcha. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I'm glad that there is solidarity there, though. And it is funny, too, because my wife is rewatching Deep Space Nine. I think I mentioned this last. I either mentioned it on or off the podcast mm-hmm. last week. But uh, there was we just watched the episode right before I came up here of Rom, Cork's brother, uh, forming a union at Cork's bar and going on strike for better worker like compensation and stuff. And uh there's a line in there that says he's not just a great man. He's a he's a union man yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, uh, it, it was it was just perfect timing that's, to watch. That's that episode. one of the reasons Star Trek so timeless is because literally the episodes from the 60s still ring true today. That's yeah, so good. Yep. Uh, I love that Thomas is just discovering Star Trek right now. And then he was like, oh, I really like that court <laughs> scene. It was like the best court scene I've seen ever. The episode of Strange New Worlds this season. And I was like, you think that's good. Someday when you're ready for it, I'll show you Orville. And that has the best court scene I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I kind of explained a little bit like the trans rights of it. And he's like, oh, my God, I got to see them. Like, hold on. You're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so let's let's break down what SAG is complaining about. First off, there's a residual problem. So the idea is, you know, hey, I, I'm in this movie or TV show. It goes into uh, reruns on the old days, right? You watch, you know, your everybody loves Raymond on TBS. Raymond gets money for that. Now with streaming, say I own Everdell is Raymond. Why am I using that movie or show? Whatever. It doesn't matter. And then I, I own it. So then I lease that out to Netflix. Netflix can stream that thing billions of times, but you're only getting the residuals off the lease that I gave them. So it's not based off its popularity in any way. The Orange is the New Black actors have really come out on this. I mean, they're saying like, hey guys, we got paid diddly squat for that. We actually had our main jobs and then worked on Always Sunny or uh, Orange is the New Black uh, as our second job really which is crazy they were huge at the time uh so there's that they're trying to find a way to make residuals work again in a streaming future 
And if you think about it, that's like 15 years of progress in technology that happened so fast and so dramatically that changed how entertainment works. The other big thing is, of course, we mention it all the time now, AI. Uh, they're worried about, just like the writers are worried about scripts being rewritten by AI, the actors can easily be replaced by AI. I'm going to give you an example. You think, oh, Frank, this is not the future, blah, blah, blah. In the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I, I thought it was quite good. I really loved Darth Vader in it. You did not hear James Earl Jones' voice. That was an AI interpretation of him. Now, James rented his voice, or he sold his voice to Disney. So they could use his voice forever now, but it's going to be an AI doing it because he's ready to retire. I mean, the guy's getting old. So, um, so you think it's impossible right there. You know, luckily, luckily James was ahead of this and got some money out of this at least. Um, and SAG is claiming one of the plans for the, for the producers for, um, AFTP is that they will scan extras faces and then just put them in other projects in the future without paying them or notifying them. So you, you do a $50 job. All of a sudden you're in the movies for the next hundred years. As like some dude walking around buying coffee in the background and not getting paid for that. So that kind of breaks down everything for you. Uh, is there anything new there that you didn't know from before? Nope, that uh, I'm caught up there. Okay. So that's what the, the, the actors are struggling for. Now, the thing that I was kind of concerned about and I was like, oh, you know, we talk a lot about movies and TV shows here, right? Challenge accepted. That's our bread and butter uh, and headlines too, really. And so I was like, well, I don't really want to be like, advertising in places so what's going on with influencers is because the actors are not showing up for premieres they're now paying influencers to go and i by the way not saying we're influencers we're, we're a small podcast community that just loves to bullshit about marvel don't get me wrong but you know we have had a deal with one studio at one point uh for the halo series and uh you know and, and now they're paying these content creators again and they're paying them really good and it's tempting but sag's like hey you guys are crossing a picket line to do this that's fair right that's something that an actor would have done and if you didn't go and they were to actually start paying high enough you could eventually get paid more as well they even sag even now has an influencer level of sag membership and we qualify for it actually actually every member of geek freaks right now qualifies i've already checked all the numbers we do uh which is kind of crazy to think but um so there's that too so now people are kind of concerned like what do we do what do we can we talk about movies now, for headlines, I'm going to give you guys a heads up on how we're going to do things for Geek Freaks. For headlines, we're going to talk about movies that are very distant in the future. So like the Wolverine costume kind of thing. Because they're distant in the future, I think that's okay. I'm not going to talk about Oppenheimer or Barbie as much right now as I would normally be doing. I'm not going to tell you about the box office numbers stuff like that. Um, I hope that helps. There's going to be a lot more evergreen content. I'm going to be doing top fives or whatever on headlines. For Geek Freaks, I think it's best, and I haven't talked to everybody about this, but I think it's best we just don't review movies out of the theaters for a little bit. What do you think? Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I, 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 I don't envy your position as being like the the, the executive producer producer of Geek Freaks. Like, I, I don't envy that position at all because I don't know how I'd react if I was still doing pushing buttons and something this big in the game industry happened. Yeah. And I think sag after actually affects the game industry too. Voice, actors. voice actors are yep. also a part of sag of sag after. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would do in your position and I don't think you're being too harsh at well, all. The other thing too is I, this, I was talking to Thomas about this. We were on the phone uh, a few hours ago and I was like, one of the things is if they find that you made, you know, content and they even said, if you make it as a fan and not get paid for it, you're still crossing the picket line because you're advertising the movie in one way or another. So they said, if you ever do that, and then in the future you want to join SAG, 
which you never know what happens in the future. You can't. You'll be banned from SAG if you. So I mean, that's like, man, if I made a stupid TikTok today, also I can't join SAG. <laughs> like that would suck. Right. Uh, so I think we're just yeah. gonna be wise about it, so we have enough plausible deniability and all this. So I think we're gonna not review any new movies coming out, but we will talk about movie news for the far future. Today was kind of the last one that's this format, I think, for a little bit. Not crossing a picket line in general, I think, is a very good way to go, especially when it comes to an industry that you like as much as we like the entertainment industry. And then and then for Challenge Accepted, we're still working on exactly what we're going to be doing for that. We already have Oppenheimer and Barbie on the on deck. We have an early screening for Oppenheimer. We're already signed up for it. So that's one of the things where SAG says, if you already have a contract in place, you're good. We're going to count this as a contract and we're going to take care of those on Challenge Accepted. But we have curtailed some things instead of reviewing the brand new Indiana Jones and the brand new, we ended up reviewing an old Indiana Jones and the old Mission Impossible. I think that was a good workaround. We're still figuring it out. So work with us, guys. Let us know if there's something particularly you like out of Geek Freaks, like Top Fives. This was something that I know always gets a really good reaction. And we're going to lean in on that and other things, too. I don't know. More old school video game reviews, old movie reviews, I think would be fun. What the hell? You never know. We might have to fire up a lot more level ups or something like that. We'll figure it out, guys. But uh, we're just trying to be respectful to the people we love to talk about. And I think that's our best bet. And it's not liberal or conservative. I've already gotten comments. Thanks, guys. About like, oh, this is so liberal. It's like, it's not liberal. Like, it's it's not a political thing at all. It be. shouldn't be a political <laughs> yeah, thing at all. It's it's a labor dispute. Exactly. It's not political and, whatsoever. And like, even if you didn't care about the labor stuff, for some reason, you're just a full on jackass and didn't care about people getting paid enough. <laughs> There's the AI problem that I think is very important that we need to talk about. So anyways, yeah. that's how we're going to handle it. Uh, is there anything you think about this that you kind of like, oh, Frank, I think we're OK with this. I, I know it's kind of uh, I know off the cuff a little bit right now. You know where I stand, and I it's not just because of my political stances. It's it's because of I, I, I tend to agree with the, the labor side of, of things, yeah. being a working man myself. Uh, I, <laughs> I I fully agree that picket lines should not be crossed. And I'm the kind of guy that if I were to drink a cup of coffee from a big coffee place every day and that coffee place happened to be on strike, I would not go to that coffee place. I would go to a competitor's coffee place or one from my, uh, just make coffee at home or something. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we won't go into the politics of it, but there are certain restaurants and stuff I don't go to or, you know what I'm... Yep. Same, same here, so, exactly. Uh, I, I have no, no problem with this. There are some things Sag has said, like, go to the movies, like, actually attend the movies. These movies are already shot, people need to get paid for these. They're still getting paid for that stuff, so... You know, if you want to see Oppenheimer, don't feel guilty in any way. SAG says, please go to the movies for that. Uh, you're also helping the local theaters, which are going to struggle as it is in the near future oh, yeah. when also movies aren't coming out. That's when it's going to really hurt them. Right now, you need to help buffer that up. Stuff like that. Just keep doing what you guys want to do. And uh, again, it's very important to me that if there's like headlines, I know is kind of growing a lot on the on the other side of things. Let me know if there's something in particular you guys want me to do. You want me to review all movies? Sure. Let me know. I'll try it out. We'll see what the numbers say. And uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> it's a tricky time right now, man. I tell you, trying to be a responsible consumer and like a content creator with a billion other people that are content creators. It's, it's a little interesting. The way that I've always looked at podcasting, especially from even before Geek Freaks, but especially now in the Geek Freaks thing is that we are the consumer. Right. We're, I've always wanted to take everything that I say from a consumer standpoint. Yeah. So when it comes to talking about video games, I want to talk about video games as if I'm the player because I am the player. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking about a movie, I talk about movie as the, the person watching it because I do watch the movie. I don't like going into it as some massive media corporation talking about, oh, this it, it, 
it's certified fresh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, I we are here because we're we've given we have the platform as a podcast to talk about what you guys are also talking about. And that I don't know. I was going somewhere. Oh, it, with it was this, sounding spicy, but, too, man. You were doing good. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know where yeah, I was well, going with it. I had I had in a point. general, I think podcast the way I've always seen seen podcasting is you know when you got that geeky friend at work and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah i'll talk to tim about this or i'll talk to, to stephanie about this but i gotta talk to jake about the new star wars trailer and i think right. podcasting is kind of like the jake you talk to about the star wars pod you know trailer on your way to work on your way home from work that kind of thing and then like something like headlines which is the podcast that's only a minute or two along and comes out almost every day uh that one is a lot more like uh hey i just heard something on the way home or wait or wait here about you know they're doing something new that's what I like to look at it. And so I, it's our opinion. I think that you're here for, it might not be, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> might be the news, yeah. but yeah. if that was the case, then it would be a lot easier for me to just read all these articles that I, that I write and generate and stuff like that. Um, generates more accurate word nowadays. Um, and you know, that would be a lot easier to do than actually discussing it. And I think that's the important part is that we discuss it. And I'm glad we're having this conversation to kind of nail down what it is that we're, we're looking at here. So uh, it feels good. I knew Kevin was the right guy for this. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should actually watch those Batman movies, those old Batman still, movies, and we can kill do. Me. You kill me on that, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous stuff. Oh my god. You know, at this point, maybe I'll just never watch them just to spite uh, you. I, I dropped the bombshell on on Thomas this week that I hadn't seen Top Gun one or Maverick. And see, I haven't either. Okay, good. I'm glad there's somebody else out there. And he was just like, got his mind blown. And I'm like, I just, I've seen everything else Tom Cruise has done for some reason. I haven't seen those. I don't know. So, yeah. It's funny that you guys did, uh, now it's just a conversation, yeah. but, um, you guys on challenge accepted, just talked about, uh, mission impossible fallout. I didn't even know that movie existed. Well, that's good. Too. The last one that I had heard of before the new, before the new one that's coming out was, uh, uh ghost protocol. Okay. So that's the last one that I knew about. There's actually rogue nation after that one then. Rogue, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. That's another. <laughs> there's Ghost Protocol, then Rogue Nation, then Fallout. Okay, so there's another another Mission Impossible that I yeah. didn't know about. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you should watch yep. them both. Ghost Protocol is fantastic. Fallout, I think, is even better. Henry Cavill, oh, he's so good. And he plays uh, a good guy in that movie. <laughs> Shit, I kind of ruined it by even saying that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's close out with our recommendation for the week. You got any recommendations this week? Uh, if I think I've recommended this before, but if you're at all or have ever been a pro wrestling fan, mm -hmm. AEW has its annual blood and guts match coming up on Dynamite the day after this comes out. Um, shoot. Check your local listings. F F TBS at 8 p.m. Local is usually when it's at um, blood and guts is the old school war games match. Two rings, a giant cage covering oh, wow. over both rings. And it's five on five. So it's uh five of my favorite wrestlers against like four and a half of my other favorite wrestlers. So yeah, I, one of them so new to AEW that I don't know if he's my, one of my favorites or not, but uh, yeah, 10 guys in the ring, just they, they call it blood and guts because they can't call it war games, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it. So just once a year, this match comes around. So check your local listings, AEW dynamite. Is that their version of WrestleMania? No. Okay. Their version of WrestleMania is, I don't know if they really technically have one, but this year they have all in next month in August and that's at Wembley stadium. Oh shit. They've sold like 80,000 tickets for it or something. So it's massive. Okay. Yeah. I blood and guts is just a normal TV show. The TV episode. Okay. 
I might have to actually start peeking. Wrestling is, I know I used to love it so much in the 90s. I need to start peeking in on it. I keep thinking like ready to rumble. Like the way you're describing that big fight with the cage, I'm like, oh yeah, ready to rumble. It's just somebody's going to have a motorcycle. <laughs> it's not the stacked cage. Oh, okay. It's not that. It's it's like one giant cage covering two rings. Two rings. Oh, like, it's, it's two it's, rings, not two, yeah. not multiple cages. Okay, that's the difference. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, so check that out, guys. For me, this is going to be kind of a weird one, but... Uh, a lot of you guys who are oh, like mine wasn't weird. <laughs> hey, you got me interested in wrestling. Okay, that's not easy to do. Cool. Uh, everybody knows Hank Green usually, uh, or you know the Vlog Brothers, or you know his brother John Green, who's a who's a writer. Um, it is pretty well known at this point that he's been dealing. Hank Green has been dealing with cancer. He had a, um, a version of lymphoma, I believe it's called. And so today or this week, he just finished his chemo treatment and. I've had family members with cancer in the past, and it's something that's probably in my future. So it's been very honest watching his progress. So I, I'm just telling you guys, if you guys have anybody who's ever dealt with cancer or something like that, check out Hank Green. If for some reason you're not familiar with Hank Green, check him out on TikTok and on YouTube. And he's been documenting from finding out he's had cancer, sharing it with the internet. The internet's because he's big enough to where like literally there was CNN articles written about like Hank Green's got cancer. And him responding to like, this headline looks like they're trying to get your information or try to snag you. This one's not. It's been a very informative time. And he talks about like, this is how chemo feels right now. This is what chemo is doing to me. And this week he celebrated I'm done with chemo. And so it's just been really cool and honest discussion about what cancer is and how we treat it here in America. So kind of a heavy hearted suggestion for you guys recommendation, but I think it's really cool the way he's doing this. And so shout out to Hank Green. Shout out to the Vlog Brothers. You guys should really check that out. It's very, very interesting. But also two cages. But two cages. <laughs> <laughs> two rings, one fat ass cage. Two rings. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone first. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, guys. And I like how these dogs are done barking now, by the way. <laughs> Now that we're yeah. done. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.